Welcome to the Two Cent Dad Podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. I never had true joy until I got married and kids. That's a powerful I, statement. I, I enjoyed things, but I didn't have like joy. And now I get it every day. I mean, there's shit to deal with every day too, sometimes literally, but... You know, I have like magical moments every day that I never had before. On today's episode, we have author and entrepreneur Aaron Ross, who's a thought leader in the software as a service space. But more importantly, why did I want him on the podcast? He has 11 children. He's seemingly not insane and still running a successful business. And so I thought I had to interview him and get how he has done it and share some tips with you, the listeners. So Without any delay, let's jump right into the interview with Aaron. So today on the podcast, I have Aaron Ross, who's the author of From Impossible to Inevitable, um, see, previously Senior Director of Sales at Salesforce.com. Is that correct? And Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and thought leader in the SaaS community. But most importantly, he has 11 children. Um, and is still successful in his entrepreneurial ventures and, and still sane from what I can assess. So thanks for being on the show, Aaron. Yeah, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess I... You Barely know, sane. Some yeah. would argue that, actually. <laughs> That's right. You know, even just right before this interview saying you had to deal with, you know, a three-year-old, crying three-year-old, which I'm sure yeah, everyone's always something. To. Yeah. So, well, thanks thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, so so you said you, had, you have 11 children. Um, we were speaking before, so some from from your wife's previous marriage, some, some biological, and then six adopted. Is that correct? Yeah. And, okay. So 11 kids, um, 10 of which are still at home. So it's from newborn to 18. Wow. 18 year old lives with a boyfriend, which we're not happy about, but you know, and you're right. So three biological, you know, me, there's a couple from my wife's prior marriage and there's six adopted kids. So it's a, a little bit of everything and adopts, I think four of the six, Kids we've adopted from uh, China and one and two from the U.S. One from East L.A. and one from Florida. So everything we adopted: sixteen-year-old teenagers and a newborn and everything in between. Wow, that's the modern family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how are you and, still able to be an entrepreneur in the, in all of that? Well, my more interesting too is it's only my wife's. It's our sixth wedding anniversary next week, so wow. it's been. You know, zero to 11 kids in about six years. Wow. For me. She went from two to 11 in six years, but yeah. That is crazy. Let's see. And in that meantime, wrote two books, I think. I think, okay, two books, yep. And then also grew to support, you know, a big family means you make a lot of money. Yeah. It wasn't like we made a lot of money then had a big family. It was we had a big family or started growing the family and that, was the key motivator for me to figure out how to make more money. So grew income 10 times. And uh, it was like my four year, you know, from 2011 to 2015 or so. And it's plateaued the past couple of years. Okay. So how do you balance that, that period of having to grow the revenue that your income while you're <laughs> raising these kids? It's like, that is, that's a lot of stress to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's one thing is, you know, it's just learning to deal with a certain amount of stress as acceptable, whether it's because like you know, if you have kids, you can't avoid stress. Period. So like the idea of some sort of easy family life and easy life just isn't realistic with 
kids. It's not realistic usually with the most businesses either. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I say, a business is the best way to invest for financial wealth, and a family is the best way to invest for emotional wealth. So I don't know. You know, if I look back, there's def- there's, I'm not, you know, sometimes I'm not sure how what we do, but you know, for so again, the main thing was having kids and having more kids was what motivated me to make more money, and we basically spend all our money like we live mostly paycheck to paycheck because we're always investing it in it. You know, we're always, you know, each adoption was like, sorry, each international adoption was probably thirty to $40,000. Wow. And when we come down to, there's been, you know, maybe once a year or two ago where it was, well, we could either pay our rent on time or we could do this adoption. And I'm like, well, we're going to pay the, we're going to do the adoption. Um, there's some of those challenges where you know, you're just, Every day is a new adventure. Like if you're an entrepreneur, if they're growing business, every day is a new adventure. Whatever worked yesterday may or may not work again today. And so I think for me, a lot of this has been, you know, a couple of the Uber points has been then really learning that, uh, you know, I don't want to say set a goal, but it's like if there's something that feels important to me, and I want to say it's whether it's my heart or my body or my gut, there's something in my in me that feels important. It may not makes sense it may not um but it's just to like to go for it and trust that things will work itself themselves out as they go whether it's financial or whether it's support um you know like 11 kids we we ha- we hire nannies we our older kids help sometimes we have friends that come by it's just sort of trusting that things will work out for the better when you just go for it for something that feels right mm-hmm. and that's that's been a really big lesson um, not being, because you know, not being too scared of, well, what if we add more kids? How would we afford it? It's a real concern, but it hasn't stopped us. Or, you know, if we have a baby, how are we gonna, you know, survive? And I don't know. We just adapt and do. It's, it's been hard in a lot of ways, but worth the investment and time and energy. Just like starting a business can be hard, but worth it. The investment, and time, and energy, usually. Yeah. So, so one of the things it, I'm curious about is you're you're very very much an anomaly in the startup community, having such a large family. At least from what I can see. Yeah, I think in 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 like big cities, it's got to be. I don't know what the percentage of people who have more than ten kids are in sort of major cities, but it's got to be tiny. I don't. Know. Yeah. So how do you how do you get support in that? Like, so most of your the people you're working with or, or talking with has if they have a family, they you know small families. Um, and it sounds like you put this, this, um, a huge priority on having a large family, you know, using the business to support the family. So that philosophical worldview or way that you see things is probably different than most of the people that are in your business circles. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure. What's definitely different is that for seven or eight years, I've, I've had this goal of like, you know what, I'm only going to work 25 to 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to make money. I was yeah. early at Salesforce, but not early enough. And I've had to make money. But, you know, it's probably a different story. This, you know, whatever, maybe it's nine years ago now. It's like, you know, um, when I work more than like 30 hours a week, I lose sort of those big, the insights that I'm used to. And I, you, I get more stuff done, but I just, I feel like I'm not creative. Um, so anyway, for, so while growing the family, like I, I work my ass off all week, but it's really for the family. I still, I probably work less now, different reasons. One, because with a new baby, like I'm just, it's hard to put hours in. 
honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe 20 hours a week is probably pretty typical for the last few months with my, between my wife being late pregnant and a new baby. Uh, so f- to make more money and to go to, you know, to make a lot more money while have while adding kids at a fast pace, while um, needing to make money, and while working 25, whatever, 25 hours a week required, I had to like just oop focus on, you know, this, like the easiest way to, for me to make money. I start put all my side passion projects aside. Um, a lot of times I, you know, for a couple of years I gave up exercise. I just d- do data aerobics, right? I'm always active. I run around all the time, um, you know, because I'll get an hour here, I'll get an hour there. Like this afternoon after this interview, I drive my five-year-old to school for an afternoon class. While she's doing that, I'll get 45 minutes to work. And I pick her up and come home and do some other pickups. So it's sort of like bits and pieces. I'm always moving. But focus, um, trust, like a big thing for me, I think when I limited my work was also realize, you know, you can have a list of a thousand things you should do or could do, but does that can easily be distracting from, hey, what are the few important things to do? And I don't know. So having a limited amount of time really forces me to really focus on the things that I feel like are the most important and to be okay with having a long to-do list of stuff that doesn't happen. What it might be blog posts or marketing there's there's a million business things i could do that you know just don't get done and i don't know it's i maybe if i put 40 hours a week in i could have grown more, more money faster but uh, you know i don't know this is just feels right this kind of the way i've been working lately for years you know a lot of time with the kids and my wife focus on the work i have great partners that i found over the last few years whether it's in the sort of sales consulting business um, online sales training business, predictably. So I've got two or three different businesses with different business partners that I can re- I can rely on them, too. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm not I'm not sure what I do. I'm not sure how I'm. Do- I've lost track. I've been doing this for so long. I don't really know. Like if someone shadowed me, they could probably tell me how similar or not in philosophy I am to like a, a tech per- you know executive or CEO, a regular one. Yeah, I think though you said you said um, you know having good family is good for your emotional health, and it sounds yeah. like you know you be becoming okay with leaving some things undone as long as you're you know you're focusing on making enough money for one to support your family, and then two to things that absolutely have to get done. Um, but then you're saying I'm okay with that, and I have you know I have the, my emotional support that I'm going to get from my family. You're not like stewing on the things that you could do and letting that kind of take your take your mind and your you know, your energy, especially emotional energy. Yeah, not above a certain point, you know. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm just sort of used to living with, let's call it like a 5 out of 10 of general, let's call it like money anxiety or stress because we make a lot but we spend a lot and that's okay. It's this. It's like if you have a fast-growing company, it's not no different than whether you raise money or not or you're like if you're bootstrapping, you're basically taking any extra money you have and you're investing it in the company. So you never you have very little slack, but it's worth it. You're like, well, I could hire, I could take all the savings and hire someone in sales. I'm going to expect to make money back on that. I'm just going to be comfortable with a little more, um, sort of riding the edge of my, you know, financial cash flow. And that's something I've gotten very comfortable, a lot more comfortable with, is like riding this edge of cash flow or invest, whether it's um, in the business itself or investing. It could be like 
don't know, piano lessons for one of the kids who really, or art supplies, or a family vacation to Big Bear, or, you know, food, or whatever it is, like just, um, you know, getting a, a new bed for our son's birthday that he's been wanting for, you know, two years, like a, even, whatever it is, it's investing in the family, and not being as scared to have smaller savings now, spending it now based on cash flow, and thinking, you know, I don't save any money in 401k, you know, 401k, 401k. I don't save. I would like to, but it's just more important to me. It's a, it's a better use of it now to spend it on family and whatever we're doing with the family. Like I, you know, I'll trust the business I'm doing. I take. I'm a bit more of the turtle in business than the hare. Like, um, you know, I had a, a very rapid income growth rate the last few years, but I'm expecting it to grow by a lot more over the next few to 10 or 20 through, um, you know, it's like, for me, it's I'll work less now, but when I find the right partners, it, it's like I'm looking for the multipliers. This is a way. When I find multipliers, it might take a long time to find the right person, the right thing, but then it, it still takes a couple of years to get a new business off the ground. Like where I found, you know, you know, in China, someone came to me and there's like an opportunity to create a sales training company in China, and I think she's a great partner. I feel like this will happen, and uh, but it might be a couple of years. But I'm willing. All right, it might take a couple of years, and we'll just keep working on it, bits and pieces as we go, slowly. But for, uh, you know, what, is it the turtle in there? Yeah, the turtle. But I'm like, I feel like I'm the turtle that wins the race in the end, versus people who are burning some burning themselves out to work to make so much money right away. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's an interesting point. Like um, taking the tortoise approach, but it you're you know, you're consciously reinvesting in your family like you would a business, which I think is interesting because you're looking yeah. at the, that has a longer term payout in the end, right? Just like you wouldn't try to cash out of a, of a business early on and just reap the profits because you know that that's going to have a negative long-term consequence. You're saying, no, actually, I want to reinvest in my family. So I have a, a long-term, um, I guess, healthy family, if you will. But what, some yeah. people, I would say, how did you arrive at that? Because, I mean, the, the common argument might be like, you know, I'm going to work and make a ton of money now and, and sacrifice maybe time with my family. I'm going to put in 80 hours a week and I'm going to make money for a period of time and then I'll have that and I'll spend time with family, which then it never actually comes, right? You know, you just, just work 80 Maybe hours it does sometimes. I mean, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So I feel like, on one hand, I'm not even sure. It's not in me to work 80 hours a week anymore. It did when I was younger, I did. Like I don't know if I could emotionally or physically do it. Um, if unless I, you know, if I probably could, if there's if there's an important enough reason, if I saw a real payoff to it, I could do it. Like if I knew if I worked if if I knew that there was for six months or a year I could work eighty hours a week and I could make I don't know a million dollars extra dollars or two million or whatever or fifty million, uh, I probably do that. But my Ironically, you know, my most famous book is Predictable Revenue still. I'm like, um, I don't have enough of, uh, of, of enough predictability in my own money to say, you know what, if I worked 80 hours a week for six months, I would triple my income. It doesn't really work that way. It's more like, I know there's some things that are going to pay off, and, but I can't exactly say exactly what. So because I'm not sure exactly what's going to work, um... I'm not willing to work more than 30 hours a week because the sacrifice I feel like that uh, with my family and my wife isn't worth a maybe payoff. Because I think it'd be easy for me to work twice as much 
and only make 10% more money. I don't, I don't know. It's like, I, because there's that uncertainty, I'm like, eh. So I think what's funny is, you know, I've always been an engineer at heart in a lot of ways, but now the last few years with the family, different reasons, like I've, I feel like I've become much more um, feeling based in how I work and what I do. If I, in some sense of what I feel like doing, do I feel like working on this? Does this person feel right? Does this project feel right? And, you know, I'm still very logical in a lot of ways, like more experience based, but a lot of what I decide to do is based more on, hmm, do I feel like doing, does this feel right? And I guess the best way I could, you know, some people might call it like heart-centered or here in LA, there's a lot of, you know, woo-woo and coaching stuff, but it just feels right to do certain things. And I've, I've as I've listened to that, it's, I realize how right that is so many times. Let me give you one example um, where there was, okay, this is a, it might be a bit extreme. But a few months ago, and we had like lived like five hundred dollars in the bank because I might have I don't know, paid rent, and I get different bits of cash during the month. It's not always predictable, like from royalties or consulting. So, um, you know, sometimes I end up with sort of no money until I get the next thing. I might have like a few hundred dollars, like enough for a thing of groceries. And on the street is at night, and there's a homeless person. Um, and my wife and I were driving, we pulled over and we had some food we gave him and whatever it was, he was just crying. And I don't remember exactly the way he looked at me or I don't remember exactly what he said, but I just felt like, you know, it's really important to help this person. And we, I went, we went to a motel, rented him a room and I don't think it was raining. It was either really cold at night or might've been raining. It was in the winter here, which I don't know how people survive winter in New York. I'm like, you know, we don't, he needs it more than we do. And I've never done that before, unfortunately, because I don't. I think our country does a horrible job of taking care of unfortunate people. Um, but like, you know what? I'm just going to trust that this, this felt right to do. And literally, so dropped him off, bought him dinner, um, something, you know, and got home. And funny enough, I had in the mailbox, there was probably like 10 different checks off of some, you know, maybe like $1,200 worth of checks that from uh, insurance refunds that I had no, didn't expect it at all. And that's kind of a, I don't call it a silly example, but I feel like that happens a lot. Like the more I've learned to trust, all right, do the right thing, may not have either the money or the time, like having another baby when you were already like so busy, but I don't know, it's worked out. It's just feeling what's right and just going with the flow, I guess is a lot of it. I definitely still am methodical in many ways about how I approach the business we do. And there's a lot of structure and like the way I structure my weeks, you know, certain days are for certain things like Mondays for coaching and Tuesdays are family. Cause we do nat- gymnastics and things. Wednesdays are sort of a free day of, with no calls. Thursdays. Is a certain- so I have a lot of structure, but um, I don't know. It's like, it's just, I, it's a pretty amazing, I would never would have guessed ever I'd have this kind of life even a few years ago in a good way. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's, I think someone has to like come watch me during the day and they could tell me like, I lose track of what I what work used to be like and how it's different than what other people do. So would you say, I mean, then could you say you could give, cause I think the, what I'd like to, to address is maybe someone that's that's a little bit earlier in where you're at. You know, someone that's younger, maybe a really young father, 
that's maybe trapped in the cycle of wanting to be successful and is, yeah. is um, sacrificing well, their family. And, and how did you get to that point, that kind of mental state to say like, hey, it's going to work out and, and yeah, I'm going to be working on the business. Yeah, I'm going to be investing my family. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think one of the things that I do, I do, and I would encourage anyone to do is, um, you know, make sure you have clear boundaries of your time. When you work, you work. And when you're with family, you're fa- with family. For the most part. I mean, look, if you're working at home and kids wander in and it's like the BBC guy, it's funny, but I think too many people, it's, you know, like when you when you work, you work. You know, when I work, I'm usually super focused. When I'm with family, I'm, you know, usually pretty focused, but like sometimes someone texts me or my head's wandering and but I really try to, when I'm with the kids, I really try to play with them, with my wife, I really try to be with them. I try to keep those things separate. Sorry, Unless I'm I spe- not sure. <laughs> I think there's an Alexa in here that thought I said, Alexa, I said separate. Um, and I also try to blend things where, like I've taken some of the bigger kids on work trips with me when I do a, a keynote conference or speak. So, But I think, look, if you have to work 50 hours a week, do that 50 hours and make sure it really counts. And when you're not there, turn it off or only work. What you don't want to do is is you're you're you know with your family or kids, and you're like either on your phone or you're sort of like going back and forth, and you're not really focused on one or the other. You're just right. spinning your wheels in both directions. So, or if you have to work, if you have to travel, and you're only home one day a week, make sure that day really counts. You know, sometimes you have to. You know, it's not even. A, I don't think it's so much the hours, which are a part of it. It's also what you do with the hours. Mm-hmm. So, for example, to me, my wife has said I'm really good at this. And I don't know, it just seems natural is if when I'm with the little kids, I will play with the little kids. Like, I'll get on my hands and knees and, like, play with them. I don't just watch them. If they're doing Legos, I'll do Legos, usually. Sometimes I'm just, I'm always tired still. Um, <laughs> and or at the park, I'll play with them at the park. And I'd encourage any parents listening, like, if you're at the park, don't just watch them. I mean, you can watch them sometimes because it's actually really fun for me to watch my kids play, uh, to really watch them. And it's also fun to go, you know, play with them. And they love it, of course, when I'm playing with them. So that it's like, you know, I don't know, one hour of really playing with them is probably worth 10 hours to, to them of just me, like, just being there watching them, but not actually, like, engaging with them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so much, you get so much more out of it. It's cool. I, I really like watching my kids interact with other kids. I think that's kind of interesting too. But I, yeah, yeah, I love I, to play with them. Yeah, and honestly, I love my kids. I've been family. The kids play together a lot now too. And I'm like, whew, I love watching them. Plus, it's a chance to rest because, I mean, it's better now. For the last six months, you know, there were six months, we adopted a, a baby from Florida and her mom was on drugs and we knew this. And, Long story short, is for six months I was up with her at night taking care of her. When my wife was pregnant and just really couldn't, so I was up three or two or three or four times a night with her for six months, and I was just tired. I mean, I get used to it, but I just tired all the time. And um, plus, I'm on the go all day. Fair. I mean, I very little time to rest once in a while, and I get used to it. Uh, I don't want this to last forever. It's worth it for a while. Yeah. But. You know, it's a chance, like, if the kids are playing together, I'm like, oh, my God, I get to sort of rest for a little bit, and I enjoy that. So it's – I'm, I'm not conflicted. Sometimes it's, it's fun to play with them. And even if I'm tired, if I want to get over the hump of, okay, and I get on the trampoline or I, with, the, with the water war starts, and then I start having fun once I get off my duff. Right. But 
I think that's, again, you know, one of the uber things I would ever have parents encourage is just don't just watch, like, do it with them. I mean, one more example is I wrote a, um, I want to say I wrote, we, my son and I did this fun little book one time, and we put it on Amazon because it's so easy to self-publish, you know, it's, you put some pictures in. It's called Sons Love Mutant Robot Battles with Dads. That's great. And then we just drew these all these pictures together, like these robot battles. Um, and the book, it's just like a few, it's very simple, and a few words like messages. If you're drawing robot battles, don't just draw them, or don't just watch your kid draw them, like draw them with them. And if you're drawing lasers, you know, make sounds like beep, beep, beep. And it's really like have fun playing with them and doing it with them together. And you can do that with anything, whether you're cooking with them. Like I think we're good about trying to get our kids to help cook. Sometimes they want to, sometimes they don't. Um, I noticed actually with my five-year-old when we started making salads together, like when she was two or three, and I just have her like drop stuff in, she's more likely to eat them. Or food she helped make, she's more likely to eat, including salad. So it's like when you do things with them, uh, I think, again, it's like quality, it's a really quality time, and it's really good for you and good for them, especially for them. That's awesome. I like that idea of the cooking with them, and then they, they actually want to eat the maybe the healthy thing that they wouldn't yeah. eat normally. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Like, yeah. she she started making, she made this, like, smoothie for me yesterday, twice, and she'll take broccoli and water and cucumber. I had her put in some apple, too. Cause the first time she did it, it was just, like, broccoli and cucumber and water, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, honey. Um, and she didn't want to drink it, but it was fun for her to make it for me. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> next time we did together, and uh, it got better. I actually drank it that time, because, but... So, I don't know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That's really cool. No, thanks for sharing, Aaron. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on, on the show. So, anything else you want to share? Yeah, you know, being a parent is also a freaking pain in the ass a lot of times. And <laughs> I don't want people to think that, oh, I've got everything figured out. Because, like, no parent has everything figured out. It's more fun to share the successes. Um, but, you know, we have there's always some... You know, electronics is a whole nightmare to manage, and that probably freaks me out around um, not just what, what it is, but people, you know, for me, this might be my paranoia because I grew up, I had for there's a few years where I didn't have friends, I just had a computer. And, you know, I don't want my kids to replace human friendships with phones because they're still mm-hmm. so accessible now. There's that, chores, there's some kids are okay doing chores, and there's a couple that just, We'll dodge it, and that's you know that's a whole pain in the ass. So trust me, yeah. bigger the bigger the family, more uh, challenges, more anxiety in some ways, more fun in others. Overall, it's been worth it. Just like if you, an entrepreneur I interviewed, this guy, the CEO of ZipRecruiter, it's a hundred billion dollar plus nine figure plus company. He's like, when the company's really small, we're bootstrapping. I had the ideal life, I just didn't know it. I could like go work out for an hour. I could go on the beach, and now the company's the the bigger, and more successful it's gotten, the more I've lost. He's lost track of his time, and he's busier, and so on. So, um, you know, it's like being okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be anxiety and stress, and not letting it overshadow the the great parts of having kids or a big family too. Because yeah. they, I I never had true joy until I got married and had kids. That's a powerful I, statement. I enjoyed things, but I didn't have like joy. And now I get it every day. I mean, there's shit to deal with every day too, sometimes literally. But you know, <laughs> I have like 
magical moments every day that I never had before. Yeah. And it's gotten better with more kids for a lot of different reasons, even though it's also more work with more kids in some ways. Yeah. So. Well, 11 kids, that's a lot of kids. My wife's one of eight, and I think they have a big family, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's, like, families who have, like, 20. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know how they do that, and they don't have help. And there's a guy we met who said he was one out of 100. That's crazy. But I guess they had 15, you know, kids adopted or other, and they fostered 80-something 80, 80 over the okay. year, over 20 years. So I'm like, okay. But still, I had a, like, huh? moment. <laughs> well, thanks. Hey, uh, thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. And the show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.